1989, Eddie Murphy, at the height of his power, wrote and directed the classic Harlem Nights. This week, we will discuss whether or not it still holds up. I'm Matt. I'm Chad, and you're watching episode 147 of your award-winning podcast, We Used to Talk About This Episode. All right, so jumping right in here, man, um, we have our first listener question, and I want to know, do you want to do this at the top of the show, or is this something that we hold off until the end of the show? Um, <clears throat> Let's do it at the end. Ooh, why is that? Just to give, uh, uh, if this becomes a thing and more people send us questions, then honestly, they have to wait to the end of the show to see if it's their question or not. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. So, um, time of recording, Matt. Um, Super Bowl is tomorrow. How are you feeling, man? I'm feeling good. Um, I think my chief is gonna pull it off. <clears throat> but speaking of the Super Bowl, um, I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about Super Bowl one and that how there is no footage of the of the broadcast version of Super Bowl one. And that's because um, back in the day, they didn't record it or save it. They wrote over the tape or they, re they recorded over the tape. Like Doctor <clears throat> Who. Sure. That's what um, happened famously, you know, because the show's like super fucking old, like in the mm -hmm. 60s. And mm -hmm. like there's just whole episodes that people will never see because once they recorded it and aired it, they were like, all right, we don't need this anymore. Basically, 100%, the exact same thing. <clears throat> so you have clips of, like, stuff being shot in the stadium, but you don't, you never get to see what the people at home was uh, watching. And long story short, blah, 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 things happened. There was one person who worked at a place. He, he recorded what they saw. And in order to see it, you have to go to this uh, place and you can't record and blah, blah, blah. That's not the point of the story. The point of the story is he talked about uh, what the listeners was wa or watched the, what the viewers were watching. And they talked about halftime show. And he was like, the halftime show was a marching band. And I was uh, like, oh. Are we, so are we they, about to talk about and live in color? Yes. Okay. Did you already know? How long have you known this? Um, uh, few years. Okay, I did not know this. So I went to see uh, all the past history since the first Super Bowl in 1967 to now, <clears throat> all the different halftime shows. <clears throat> Excuse me. And basically, it was like uh, marching bands and like um, variety show type stuff until 1992. And the reason for that is because Fox was had 11 color and everything, and they decided to have um, for the Super Bowl was on CBS. And so Fox did a thing. They're going to do a live and living color uh, during halftime. And they even had um, a countdown clock on the show to let people know, hey, this is when you need to switch over. And majority of the sketches were live. But of course, like the fire marshal bill stuff that was pre-recorded and everything. Um, they had uh 
Men on Movies, Fire Marshal Bills, and some other stuff. Um, and that drew <clears throat> over 20 million viewers to from the switch over from CBS to Fox. And CBS and NFL didn't like that. So they was like, we need to do better. So the next year, you know who they got? Michael Jackson. That is 100% correct. So the halftime show that we have now is basically because of a living color. Yeah, I mean, that's wild that for what which number Super Bowl was that in 92? Um, Super Bowl. Because that's wild that they went for decades of Super Bowls and they're just like doing some lame stuff. Like, I get it. Like, I mean, I, I guess it was still a ratings draw even back before you had like a crazy big famous like person during the halftime show. Like a lot of people like football. So it was getting, you know, getting views. Well, they said like during that time it was, um, uh, uh, that's right. Roman numerals. XXV11. <laughs> what is that? 10... 20 what what year what 20, year 27 okay i was like what year was the first one we could just we could we could circle around this <laughs> I, 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 I know x is 10 i think v is 5 so we're gonna say 27 that's not uh, right at all because if it's the first one was at 60 7 8 yeah that might be right yeah know. yeah we not, see we're not gonna uh we're not gonna uh hurt our pretty little heads with with uh math even though i'm an accountant the NFL just used regular numbers. 93 or 93 is the one where Michael Jackson was there. And yeah, we're here trying to seem more like um what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you know, more fancy than they are. That's all it is. Um, yeah, that's wild. And it's wild that they got Michael Jackson, who Granted, if this was the '80s and you got Michael Jackson, like that's something. But '90s Michael, ja early '90s Michael Jackson was still pretty damn popular, right? And um, I watched. I went back and I watched uh, "In Living Color" uh, show. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Some of these jokes was not funny at all, but the crowd let's, was eating it up. But let's let's, uh, let's let's put a pin in that language. Hmm? Let, let, let's put a pin in comments like that for now, okay? Okay. Um, um, I want to say that um, I understand that you well, they make arrangements for the Super Bowl like months in advance, right? Mm -hmm. Like the halftime show, I mean. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like they could have been like, Usher, we know that we, we, we agreed for you to do this. Because Usher's doing a Super Bowl halftime show, right? Right. But they like we 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 kind of have to have Swifty do it. They say like maybe they will have a, a cameo. Maybe she'll slide up there. I mean, I don't see how she can't. Like she kind of has to. She kind of has to. But no, like it only it only makes sense. I mean, after the season that happened, it only makes sense for her to to show up. But it's just, I. I and I and I hate to advocate in Black History Month of all months to bump a black man for a white an affluent white woman, but 
Hey man, um, I don't know her catalog like that. Maybe, maybe she already has a track with Usher or something that, that he can incorporate in there. I, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't think they do. But uh, let's see. Taylor Swift featuring Usher. No. Or maybe if he does my boo, she can replace Alicia Keys. See, now fuck that. If he does my boo, Alicia Keys better show up. Ooh, actually, wait, isn't he doing this with somebody? I don't know. Okay. I mean, normally he, people come out. It's not... He's a main person, but usually if they have like duet songs or songs with other people, they usually have other people come up there and do some things. I'm just thinking, well, I'm thinking about last year, like when Rihanna did that amazing performance by herself. Mm -hmm. I mean, because like I didn't really think about it, but like Rihanna has so many hits. I'm, and right. I'm doing a tangent. But what I'm saying is like Usher also has a lot of hits and he can he can feel like, was it 20 minutes? Something like that. You want to tell us a story, Matt, in three parts? Well, I want to get your, I, I think, I love how this is how, uh, A, podcasters work, because uh, we just be saying anything on the mic, and two, how social media works. So um, I sent you a video. I want you to uh, watch this video, and then just let me know your thoughts on what happens. When asked to come in for an 8 a.m. meeting, my Gen Z new hire said, Ugh, sorry, I can't make it. I have a workout class. Should this be allowed? My visceral reaction was, are you fucking kidding me? No, fully, like, angered, typing this out. I was like, please. Like, my hand's shaking, and it's not from the caffeine. You just started this job. I don't give a flying shit about your workout class. Also, an 8 a.m. workout class is too late. Workout at 6, yep. maybe 7. Or after work, if you're not a morning person. Completely. Okay, why are we watching this? Because, um... Do you all right? Do you think it's okay for a new hire person to uh, say that they can't make it to a, a phone meeting or whatever because they have a, cl a gym class? I don't think it's okay for any employee to say that. Me personally. Okay. Uh, Play the next video. Okay. Oh, I, I'm assuming this is a rebuttal. Yes. Hey, yeah, Natalie. So um, we can talk about this more later, but I'm going to address this now. It was made very clear during the interview process that the working hours for this position is between 9 to 5 p.m. Eastern time, and I am on Eastern time. I made that very clear with HR because I have commitments outside of work. I go to the gym, I work out because I care about my health. Sure, I can make a sacrifice to go to an 8 a.m. meeting had I known at least a week before that I needed to go at 8 a.m., not a day before. Also, my workout class starts at 7.30, not at 8, but I didn't know that I needed to tell you that. Okay, let's just say I skipped the gym. Two things. When can I expect you to reimburse me for my class? And right. two, are you going to be paying me from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. or at the very least, let me leave at 4 p.m.? Huh? Natalie, if your answer to both of those are no, then there's no discussion needed. I will see you at 9 o'clock today. Also, yeah, I sent an email to HR about this and sent them the link to that TikTok video. So, um, just to make things clear. What? <laughs> okay. Now, so, what are your thoughts now? <laughs> okay, so they asked him to do, to get on a call an hour before his shift starts. Correct. If I'm, okay, if I'm watching that video correctly. Then, I mean... <sighs> I'm not a hundred percent like I feel like I need a little bit more information, but like is this a regular thing? Is this an irregular thing? Like 
is this a conversation that would have been had with his supervisor and that if he starts working an hour early, does he get off an hour, an hour early? Like I'm with him to a degree, but I need some more information. I feel like. Okay. So of course, you know, social media does social media things and They they found went out on. that 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 man has some dirt in his closet and now he's canceled. No, the other way. They they agreed with him and they went up against um I guess the woman's name is Natalie. <laughs> They went against Natalie. So the last video is her response to everything. I'm the person in that video. First things first, we made the decision to take down the video so it's no longer there. We got a lot of heat and rightfully so. It was getting vicious in the comments. We decided to take it down. To be clear, we fully deserve this heat. I do feel like with many things on the internet, A little context helps. And I think what we didn't do is provide that context. And that is on us. First of all, I want to clarify. I went straight into reading a listener story that was submitted. And it sounded like I was just talking about my own Gen Z employee that I was disgusted with for working out uh, at 8 a.m. in the morning. That is, this has nothing to do with me, uh, my company, anyone who works for me. This is a listener submitted story. from someone who works in consulting. This is the email with the additional context we were given. This is one meeting that happens quarterly that they can include all of their international team members on. It's just something that's part of the team ethos and I guess it's communicated to all new hires before they sign. And it is to include those team members in Europe and India and it's obviously hard to find a time that works for everyone. Just to be clear, if you're not getting paid to work before 9 a.m., You do not have to work before 9 a.m. Do not condone that in the slightest. This is for a salaried employee once a quarter. Do not know what their salary is, but I looked up consulting salaries and it's somewhere within the range of 100 to 120 base. So it's not an hourly employee. If you are hourly or you work a job that the hours are strictly nine to five, please do not work outside those hours. You're not getting compensated for it and that's not worth it. Again, the way the social clip was cut and just the things we were saying and how we were reacting and getting so fired up about it, totally take ownership for that. We will take the heat. We will wear it. If you want to attack us in the comments, absolutely go for it. I love you all. I support all of you and your work decisions. And if you want to do an 8 a.m. workout class, go for it. says we tell every every new hire about this meeting when they sign these meetings are included i can't okay um but also okay this is not a regular meeting this was communicated to this individual when they started the job like when they were hired i'm confused as to his 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 dolores umbridge here i'm confused Uh-huh. That's where it gets twisted to where she said that it does not apply to her, but the guy was specifically replying back to her. Like, he works for her or whatever like that. Now, the letter she said is just Uh, a, a a question she was reading from a listener or whatever. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is in the letter is like the guy that responded is responding to his boss, not podcast lady, right? No, he's responding to her. That's But. why he says Natalie. He's responding to her. That's why he said, I'm going to take this to HR. But I'm confused because she was reading a listener question. The person that they were talking about on the podcast is not her employee, but the man that did the rebuttal is her employee.
Yes, because she said, she, when she read that off, that guy said, you're talking to me. And I guess the exact same scenario happened. But then she came on the rebuttal. She said, oh, no, she was listening to a listener question. So that's what people are saying. If how do, how are you listening? How are you reading a listener's question with the exact same thing that's happened to one of your real life employees? Right. So people feel like she's making that up after the fact. Okay, because, yeah, that was, like, super confusing if this, okay, hold up, we're gonna, we're gonna go back, this is, this is terrible, I, I'm, 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 I, for the record, for the record, Matt, I'm mad at you because of all this fucking editing I have to do, of this shit specifically, just so but we're clear. But you're loving me, because this is good content? Not really, because it's not really, it's not really coming together well. Cause I'm confused. We gotta run shit back. That's bad radio. Go, wait, no, wait, wait. go, go to that. the, go Where's to the, the her first one? video. Yeah, I thought I clicked that. When asked to come in for an 8 a.m. meeting, my Gen Z new hire said, "Ugh, sorry, I can't make it. I have a workout class. Should this be allowed?" My visceral reaction was, "Are you fucking kidding me?" I mean, no, she's, fully, like, she's looking down. I was like, "Please." Like my hands shaking. And it's wait, wait, go back, go back, go back to go back. She says her hands was shaking when she was typing this out. Action was, are you fucking kidding me? No, fully, like, angered, typing this out. I was like, please. Like, my hand sh Okay. So, I feel like the clip, I feel like this is a situation where you really do need to watch the pod because, like, you can clearly see the cuts. Mm -hmm. So, I, I sometimes do that with our, our, with our podcast clips where, like, I need to, I, I personally, all our, all of our clips, I keep them within 60 seconds. So, like, I need to cut around some things to get to the point. So, like, the context of what we're talking about is kind of shifted from what, um, you know, it's, it's kind of shifted from what I have to present within 60 seconds. Right, right. So, I don't know, like, I feel like, well, I know the internet. They only went off the clip, and I feel like, the, oh, and I know the answer to this question. Did you listen to the podcast for context? No, not at all. Okay. I okay. took it as first, when I first watched it, I was like, I was on Natalie's side. I was like, yeah, you crazy for trying to do something like this. Then I listened to his part and I was like, okay, well, I guess if that's where you at and you, you specify that you can't do things, you can only do things during these working hours, I get that. And then her response when she was like, uh, she took the video down and how, and she agreed with everything he said. And I was like, well, that usually happens. You you go off and you say things. And then once people, especially when you get HR involved, then they have to retract their statement and things like that. So it's just a tell of two videos. My, my, my opinion changed from watching the first one to watching the second one. Also, who is this woman? Uh... She's one of us. She's a podcaster, man. Like what? What is like? They have a what kind of podcast is this? What is happening here? Um, I'm not that familiar with them. What? What's their shit stuff called? Demoted podcast. Yeah, that's them. Okay, they got a episode four days ago called "We Got Canceled." That's funny. So let's see, demoted podcast. I am not a fan of you guys not saying what 
the what your shit is. Like, there's no like description as to what this show is. Tune in every week to witness Corp and Natalie unpack the current state of the workplace. You get a whole lot of unsolicited advice, heated debates over office etiquette, hilarious role plays, crazy workplace stories submitted by listeners and more. They're like the work besties you wish you had, or maybe not. Hmm. Okay, so the episode in question, I believe, is 48 minutes long, but they don't do um, show notes, so I can't find it specifically when they're talking about this. Uh -huh. So that's not cool, guys. I mean, granted, well, whoever, I doubt that they edit their own show. I fucking hate doing show notes, but it's super helpful. So just throwing that out there. I, I'm I'm kinda in, I kinda wish we talked about this offline first. I thought about that. Uh because I originally I was gonna talk about the Monique episode on Club Shay Shay, mm -hmm. but it wasn't as spicy as the Cat Williams, so I kinda lost interest and I didn't finish watching it. So I was like, I can't talk about that now. So I was like, what else do I have to talk about? And I was like, oh, I have those videos I saved. Let me put something together for that. Maybe that'd be something good to talk about. Hmm. Yeah, I would have liked to have looked into this first. Because like, I, I want, I would like the context of the full context of what they said on the show, you know? Right. Hey, man, you can cut it all out if you want to. <laughs> we will come back to this conversation next week. How about that? <laughs> Um, yeah. Well, I guess it is that time, Matt. This week we discuss Harlem Nights. 1938, the Nights belonged to Harlem. The place to be was Club Sugar Ray. The man to know was Quick. Now, when you see Quick, I suggest you guys make plans to go elsewhere. You, I ain't afraid of going up against Smalls or Calhoun. That's because you're young. During the 1930s, a New York City illegal gambling house owner and his associates must deal with strong competition, gangsters, and corrupt cops in order to stay in business. Have you seen this movie before, Matt? Yes. Really? Tell me more about that. Honestly, kind of recent, too. Within, like, the last two to three years. Uh, I remember... You saw I, it? Huh? No, I remember vaguely seeing this, like, when I was younger as a kid and stuff. Um, but then I don't know what made me or whatever, but I watched it probably like two, three years ago for the, like as an adult remembering everything. Mm -hmm. And then now it's this time. Um, I've never seen this movie before. I, you just I, never, it just never came up or you just never wanted to, or what's the reason why? I'm a, I was aware it existed. Um, and I remember back in the day when, um, there was, you know, going to the video store and seeing it on the shelf, and I thought that the uh, cover looked interesting, and I also thought the plot was very different than what it was. Um, what did you think the plot was? I thought it was one of those movies set in one night, and like there was like a big misunderstanding, like Eddie and Richard like could, like witnessed a crime, but the police thought it was them, so they are trying to get through the night and prove their innocence and they come along like different casts of characters. Gotcha. I thought that's what the movie was. Okay. 
but yeah, it's just I had no interest in seeing it. It's like um, I've never. I mean, it's quite a few movies I haven't seen. Like I've never seen Golden Child. I haven't seen that either. Yeah. Um. So it's, I don't know. It's a lot of like quote unquote classics that I've never seen, but. I mean, I, I understood that this is like, you know, supposedly black required watching or whatever. And so, yeah. Um, well, with that being said, what did you think about it? I did not like this movie at all. <laughs> Why not? It. So I'm going to say this. Her, I feel like if I were to watch this movie. Like in the 90s, I would have probably liked it. But like it wasn't funny it to me. Like it felt like the kind of comic some of the it felt like Eddie Murphy getting to do Eddie Murphy things that people like about Eddie Murphy in the 80s. Like it, like a lot of it, like a lot of the shticks that he was doing reminded me of some stuff from a stand-up. But also it also reeked of a movie with no true oversight because this is Eddie Murphy at the height of his fucking powers. Like he fucking created a fucking music career. He's a comedian. My girl likes to party all the time. What? What are we doing here? And so he wrote and directed this movie. And so like, who's telling him this shit ain't funny. Who's telling him to cut this scene? You know, like shit's going on too long. Shit's not funny and he's just doing it. That stupid ass, annoying ass Eddie Murphy fucking laughing shit. Like, the, the, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. This movie opens with a flashback to him as a kid. Mm -hmm. And that kid shoots a man in the head. Mm -hmm. And the ruthless child at the beginning of this movie is not the man that we see as an adult 20 years later. Mm hmm. It, it's implied, but you don't see it. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is they're they're the same person, but I'm saying that kid is a fucking ruthless killer and the adult version is Eddie Murphy. But the problem is people talk about Eddie Murphy's character as an adult as if he were still that ruthless ass kid talking about, oh, man, he, he's got a temper. He's going to snap this, that and the other. But this motherfucker's joking around and shit. And it's mm -hmm. like that the the things that they're saying about this character are not what this character is clearly clearly is. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's implied, like they they talk about, like they said, quick to hit a motherfucker. Like it's implied, but you don't see it in Eddie Murphy. Right. Uh, as, as as quick as Eddie Murphy, you don't see that uh, that ruthlessness. Right. He's not even ruthless. More, he's just hot hot headed, hot tempered, or whatever like that. He's not yeah. even like ruthless. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't. Yeah, it. I believe. I believe. I believe it's, it's you're having this uh, in 2024 eyes, uh, the same way when I the first time I watched Gremlins and I was like, this shit is stupid. Yeah. Um, and I believe it's like when I when I watch this now, it's kind of like um, I'm watching when people talk about this movie, they talk about certain parts of this movie, like they talk about. Arsenio Hall crying. They talk Not about funny. the guy shooting the the. Well, I'm trying to, say, yeah. Well, did I laugh <laughs> at all? Did I laugh at any of this in the move in the when I watch this now? No, but it's. I don't want to say. No, this. I I, I laughed. I laughed when 
Arsenio Hall and uh, uh, Joanna Man were like lighting up that building Eddie Murphy was in, and that third guy would just take one shot. I thought that was mm -hmm. funny. Not the first time he did it, the second time he that that happened. I thought that was funny. And, but like I didn't laugh at all. But it's like there's, I don't know how to explain it, but there's certain moments that people talk about with Harlem. That one, um, you shot off my pinky toe. Um, there's like, I don't know how to explain it, but there's certain moments that everybody talks about for Harlem Nights. That's like, okay. But I just feel like if this was, you're watching it in today's eyes where, when did this movie come out? Um, 88, 89, something like right, that. Right. To where this was, people was probably laughing their ass off for this. No, I know they were, but it's just like, okay. So like the thing is like, I, you know how like I was like mad at um the book of Clarence because it's like you had a good idea for a story and you didn't really execute. And then you had this fucking top tier cast and you wasted everybody's time. That's how I feel about this. Because it's like you didn't have a strong script and part of it was like, oh, let's just let these are funny people, let's let them ad lib. Like every time um Della Reese was on the screen, I'ma kick your ass. Like she just kept saying the same shit. Like, what is happening here? And you could tell, like, a lot of that stuff was ad-lib stuff. Exactly. Right. So. He was too young. With No, not I'm not even going to put age in this. No one was in the room telling Eddie Murphy no. And the script needed like what the fuck was this plot, man? Like it, we have a gangster movie, and now there's a fucking Ocean's Eleven. Yes, and yes, yes, <laughs> exactly, yes. It's a gangster movie to turn into Ocean's Eleven. Um, I, I liked it. It was it was fun. Um, it was I'm fun. not pra I'm I'm not praising it, or I'm not I'm not gonna shit on it, but it it was fun for what it was. Um. But like you said, with this cast, it, it could have been more. Mm -hmm. It could have been more. Because, you know, Red Fox was in there. Red Fox, like, it could have been more. These people could have had better dialogue to present themselves better. Um, it felt like Richard Pryor, someone had a gun pointed at Richard Pryor off screen. In every one of his scenes, he is so subdued. Yeah, that's true. He wasn't really. He wasn't he, Richard he was Pryor. Just, yeah, yeah. But I think, like, I think, like, I'm thinking about Red Fox to where uh, Vera was like, "Oh yeah, do you have a woman for this guy?" She was like, "Yeah, I have a woman that uh, her name um, Sunshine." No, I was trying to think of what she said. She's like, um, "Her pussy's like." Whatever the line she said. And uh somebody was like, nah, I don't want to meet that woman. And then Red Fox in the back, oh, I definitely want to meet her. So yeah. a lot of the stuff, like all of the, the joke seems like it's so it was probably a lot of ad libbing for this movie. Yeah. Now I know we're gonna get to it later. I'm kind of curious of how much money it made. <laughs> okay. Um, I will say this, like, as I'm watching it, and I know, like, you know, this is one where people are like, if this was remade, I could see them, like, basically, um, 
you know, I hate these so much, but basically a legacy sequel where like the amount of time that has passed in real life has passed in the movie. And like you come back with um quick as basically Richard Pryor's age now. And it's like the seventies or eighties in New York. And he comes back to town and tries to build it back up. Okay, so But... I, I, I came up with a plot and I came up with a cast list. And basically, that's what I thought of was because they, they leave New York, they leave Harlem and basically the same thing to where, all right, now he's older and whatever, whatever. And I need I want to go back to Harlem and do this, get my place back and start doing this. I want to go back to Harlem and have some nights. Yes. And But I was thinking also, like the seventies because one thing is yeah. like the dressing of the cast and everything. Um, I feel like if you did it in like the seventies with the bright colors and everything else like that, the furs, I Contrast. think that will, yeah. I can see that. But my only thing is like we we saw what happened with coming to America, too, and so like I don't want I don't want that. Because they. I don't want them to rely on Harlem Knights. Right. I want them, right, and that's what Coming to America, they rely too hard on the past and incorporating it in this one. No, you, Harlem, it's like Mr. and Mrs. Smith. You have a base, now you need to build around this base with some new stuff. Even like with, even with Eddie's uh, own shit, Beverly Hills Cop 1 to Beverly Hills Cop 2, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, don't do the exact same fucking thing. So it's like I I personally am fearful for Beverly Hills Cop Four. Just like I was extremely disappointed with Coming to America too. Yeah, that was horrible. So it's like we like nostalgia, but we also don't really like nostalgia. No. Uh, we like the thought of nostalgia where, Yeah. oh, I used to love this back in the day. Let's bring it back. But then don't, if I wanted to watch Coming to America, I'll watch Coming to America. So you don't need to put that in Coming to America too. Right. So, I don't know, but you asked. So, the budget for this movie was Wait, 30. real, real quick, real quick. Hold on. Before that, don't you want to hear my cast? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, please. Uh, quick. Wait, wait, wait. Donald. Are, are, this is a sequel, not a remake. This is a. Oh, this is a sequel. This is a sequel. Okay. Okay. Yeah. As quick, Donald Glover. Wait. Wait, no, no. When does the sequel take place? Oh, sorry. A remake then. Okay. Or reimagined or whatever. With yeah, sorry, real re reimagined. Uh yeah, quick is gonna be Donald Glover. Okay. Uh Vera Monique. Okay. Um I mean topical that Buster Rhymes video. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Pascal Bassier. Um for Dominique LaRue, played by a Jasmine guy, Yeah, I have Jasmine. Journey Smollett. Interesting. I thought you were going to say um, Zindi. Zindi. Zendaya. Oh, I thought that was my first choice, but I'm like, nah, people go Oversaturated. to her too often. Right, Yeah. right. Um, and then for the crying man, Arsenio Hall, I thought of Marlon Wayans because he's a physical Mm-hmm. actor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So are you saying Eddie Murphy's playing Richard Pryor now? That's the go to, but it would make sense. But I don't feel like 
so I don't I, feel like he this would be something that he would do. I know this is not my fictional world mind, but it would make sense for him to be to play Sugar Ray, but I don't know, like even in my fake mind that he would do this. My fake mind. <laughs> um, so like I looked at a few lists online about like uh other people casting this and some people put Jamie Foxx as Richard Pryor. He's older now. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, that could work too. I mean, I don't know if I could see Jamie Foxx being Donald Glover's dad. Or, you know, well, also, also that's fair because that's not actually his real dad. Okay, right. never mind. Yeah. And, like, then I, like, as I was laying this out, I was like, oh, man, the whole point of Heart Alliance is to have, like, the three generations of the time in it. But, like, yeah, so that, like, I saw an interview where somebody asked him that recently, and he's like, I don't know. Who are three? Who, who the fuck who the fuck are the comedians now? Like okay. not like young comedians, not a Kevin Hart. Okay, and that's what I'm saying. You have different levels now. You have the comedians of the Mike Epps, Kevin Hart, Dave Chappelle's. That's one level right here. Mm -hmm. That could be one. That's, that's the Richard Pryor level. That's the Richard Pryor level. Well, that's the that's the level, or that's the level I was going off of. Now you have a the younger kids ones, or you have the Kevin on stage, the DC Young Fly, the damn. Yeah, like who are they? Who? Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I've heard of DC Youngfly. He was in uh, 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 House Party. Right. I'm. I don't know who, but yeah, this is be like, like who's got it? Like, would Jared Carmichael be younger, or are or the the one? Like, where does he line line up? Because that's who I thought of. Because I'm thinking of like somebody with juice to actually that can sell that can possibly sell some fucking tickets like a movie ticket. The thing is, like these young comedians, you got to get with these young kids. Maybe these young kids probably not all, all these comedians, but I don't. But and then also it's like the landscape is so different now, though. Like right, where now it's you got like the streamers, the YouTubers are famous yeah. and like like Drus Drusky. You have him. Who? But who is that? You got to be on social media. That's what, well, that's the thing. We are both on social media, but we're looking at different shit. Right. And then you have the, oh, see, yeah, the guys who put those skits together, I forget. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, those black dudes. Yeah, um, you have yeah. them that they're RD World or Tech or something yeah. like that. Yeah, those dudes so, are funny, but they aren't so you movie have, stars. Right, but that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, for, if you were putting this together for, it's who are you putting this together for? Or if you're putting it together for our group, then you have the Moniques, the Marlon Wayans, and things like that. But if you're putting it from the 20 year olds, then you have all those social media people on there. So it's like, who is this movie for? And my movie is for me. Well, I mean, that's the thing too, because it's like, but the old heads, those are everybody's people though. So it would be a Monique or a. I was I actually was thinking because you know Monique is like you know blacklisted. I was thinking of um Octavia Spencer. What okay, you know yeah. we'll have to we'll have to get her to eat a little bit more because you know she's losing that weight, but you know. Right. Hey man, it, I mean, it all yeah it all depends on what who who's making this movie and is it going to be straight comedy? It could be a. This movie mixture. didn't know what it wanted to fucking be. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, <laughs> like the acting depends on what what you want this to be. And in my mind, 
I don't want it to be a straight comedy. I want some acting in this. Like I yeah. want like I want acting. I want jokes in there. But like I I don't say there's a drama. It's not a drama, but I wanted it to be kind of serious, but with jokes in there, like a real thing. Like Mr. I, and Mrs. Smith. Kind of like I, that. I honestly would have really appreciated a straight up comedy. Honestly. Like honestly, like the like the plot is serious, but the characters are not, if that makes sense. Right, right. I see what you're saying. But yeah. That that was also oh, one more time. Uh Bugsy Calhoun. You know what I felt for Bugsy Calhoun? It's, that's the um the main the bad guy, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Who? Kingpin. Oh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, we're yeah. just typecasting this man. Yep. Um, and then the, uh, la the last one is Sunshine. I have a then die. Janelle Janelle Monae. Oh. Yeah. Yes. I let me let me hand you thirty million dollars right now. Exactly. <laughs> I told you I I got this. I got this down. So like, on the on, on the list that I looked at, they the guy that uh, Sunshine was rolling, they cast um uh Seth Rogen, and I was like, I could see that. Ooh, that is good. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Who's the cop? Um, you didn't you didn't watch Underdogs, did you? No. Do you know who Andrew Schultz is? Andrew Schultz. That sound. I I feel like if I look him up, I, I, I have a I have a face in my brain. Um, hold up. He's a stand up comedian. He also hosts a podcast called Brilliant Idiots with Charlemagne the God. And the reason why I picked him is because he played an underdogs, the coach against Snoop Dogg. He played, but basically, um, a, a basically a racist type of thing, uh, a character. <laughs> and I feel like he he just like the way he played it was like he had jokes in there, but like he was just a hated person. And I feel like he could do that. He could do that role and be just a hated cop. I don't see him on the IMDb list. You say Andrew? Yeah, Andrew Schultz. Okay, here it is. Let me see. Oh, no. That's not who I thought about. Is he Latino? What is this? Nah, he white. He he got he got a little got a little tan there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um okay. All right, that guy. Uh the internet cast uh Jack Black, but I don't I don't know about that. Nah, because Jack Black ain't gonna be a racist. <laughs> we love Jack Black, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so the movie uh cost thirty million dollars, and worldwide, it grossed sixty million dollars. Okay, okay. No, that that's bad. Well, they made their money plus. Not really, because the Hollywood math is that um. The movie, if you double the budget, you still lost money because they spent money on advertising, which is not part of the budget. Oh, okay. Okay. So it didn't do good. No, no. Uh, compared to like the other movies he did around it, like Golden Child and Belly Hills Cop 2, no. Mm -hmm. And also Coming to America. That, that made, those made hundreds of millions of dollars in the 80s. I'm kind of curious. What were the critiques of the movie at the time? What were people saying? Like why they didn't like it? 
Let me see if that's on IMDb. Let me see. Um, Harlem Nights. Also, every time I've had to type Harlem Nights, I've been wanting to write K-N-I-T. From uh, Batman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Here we go. This is from, that's from 2019. I, I want an overview. Can we get overviews? Let's see. What's happening here? I got one all the way back from 2000. I, they don't, oh, I guess that would make sense that they wouldn't be archiving shit from the 80s. Right. <laughs> um. So one says from 2000, an uninspired cross between Cotton Club and the characters of Damon Renan told in cliche so broad you could keep waiting for it to poke fun of it, to poke fun at itself, but it never does. Um, another one. It's nostalgic, misogynistic, and extremely mean spirited. Um, but I mean that was that was Eddie Murphy's comedy at the time. Like that's right. let's let's be fucking real. Right. Um, does it matter to Eddie Murphy whether Harlem Nights is good or bad? It doesn't look like it. <laughs> also, <laughs> he's going on record to say he doesn't really like this movie. Like, um, oh, he, he said that. Yeah, because like he feels like he didn't work on the script long enough because he worked, he banged it out like in a weekend. Wow. And then like he wanted, he, what he thought was going to happen was like he was going to make a script. And like when he has his idols on, like when he's working with Red Fox and Richard Pryor, or especially Richard Pryor, it was going to be a collaborative thing. But Richard Pryor came in like this was a job. He came in, said his lines. He bullshit off stage, but he didn't give him any input on the movie. Oh, okay. Because this is a fucking job, and he don't right. know you, right? <laughs> so it, you know, it really. He's not entirely happy about it as he's as he's gotten older. I get that now. All right, what do you think the Rotten Tomato score was? Yes. Uh uh 60%. 26%. Yeah. Now, the other one should be high cuz people like this movie. So, yeah. I want to say 75. 80. Okay, yeah. Damn. Um, That's a big contrast. <laughs> where, am I, where, where the heck? Okay. All right. So, despite being set in Harlem, um, the entire film was shot in L.A. Um, the movie Life, uh, which also stars Eddie Murphy, uh, in the movie Life, his character says during uh his yard fight, "Hey man, I know a bitch named Della that hits harder than you." Eddie is referring to Della Reese, who he has a fight with during uh, in in a scene in Harlem Nights. And um, the $50,000 each that Ray promised everyone will be equivalent to $1 million. That's not, a not, that's not a lot to live off of. In the 30s? Oh, in the 30s? Yeah. I'm saying now, you said it's equivalent to a $1 million now. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. actually, they, they weren't living off of it. They were just relocating, so... Yeah. All right, so um, uh, where, where more is that? <laughs> Listener email. 
Hey guys, I have been a fan for some time and I've noticed recently you guys stopped doing trivia questions. Is there a reason for this? No. The reason is that sometimes when we do these movies, they're fresh off the shelf and there is no trivia for those. So um, if there's trivia, we're providing it. But a lot of these new movies, when we do them, there's just no, the not... question is trivia questions, not trivia. Oh, trivia questions. Because we haven't done a trivia question in like three or four weeks. I don't have I don't have a good answer why we haven't done it. <laughs> uh well, I do. Um in some cases it's been um time with the um guests at the time that we have that week where we need to wrap it up. Other times uh it feels like the show may be going a little bit long and maybe you guys aren't really seeing that from your perspective of like, oh man, this episode was, you know, 50 minutes long. We talking about it's gone over, but like there was stuff that had to be cut. So like um trivia there there has been all the background work that we do for trivia was done the last couple episodes it just was not recorded But thank you. I'm glad we got people out there keeping us on our toes. <laughs> keeping us honest. Um, yeah, so that takes us to the end of the show. For on our end, this was long as fuck, but on your end, your finished product will not be this long. Because <laughs> this is two hours long right now on my counter, but I'm 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 getting them scissors and I'm going snip, snip, snip. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Please rate, like, and review our podcast on your platform of choice. Also, we're not we're enough. Fuck are our trophies, Matt? Oh yeah, whatever happened with that? <laughs> I keep looking at my e at the email like, did, did, did I miss something? Like, no, we're, we're still waiting. Um, uh, if you have any feedback, please email us at we used to talk pod at gmail .com. Subscribe to us on YouTube and follow us on X, formerly Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Threads at we used to talk pod. Come back next week when we review read uh, also follow me on letterbox bow1213 matt mr king 0257 <laughs> you sounded so sad to say that uh and well, like I, always... I, thought, I thought i was good <laughs> then i was like oh wait i gotta read this part too <laughs> <laughs> and like always i don't know if this is a good episode i don't know if it was a bad episode but whatever you think about it talk about it at work thank you for listening